painting of your body occasionally. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I really like to have them because it, yeah. it, it's you hear Rogan talk about it a lot too. Would you like this pair? I they're in my car. I'm just lazy as fuck. Cool. I'm good. Um, plus, those are like cheap, dude. <laughs> I only do the best. I don't do Audio Technicas. No, I have the good auto text, dude. I have the ones that fold up in a weird way. Those are the entry level model. Yeah. You ready to have a pod? Ready to have a pod. Let's do it. I'm in the mood to be slow and careful. My body's ready for a mountain climb. All of a sudden, it will all become lovely. The flower that opens in the morning light. You want on there, not have to worry about nothing. Steal your art or whatever that stupid fucking thing is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, steal this book. Real, uh, art, real artist steal whatever yeah. that I know weird what weird movement was yeah. <laughs> of, of, of thievery in the arts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who um, is that guy? Um, the book stealer. Yeah, I don't. I know he it. wrote the book based off a of Lord Hobo beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> steal this. Yeah, that's good. That was hobo. I did love that name in in its time. In its time, I think yeah. that was a Terzy creation. Really? Yeah. So I'll make fun of it because he's my friend. Really? Yeah. He's um he's coming here on Tuesday, spending the night in Milo, Maine. Finally getting on some Milo time. Yeah. Maybe try to try to uh, get him to turn the microphone. Definitely on get some Maddie get treatment. Casual... Maybe he'll get the Noah treatment if I can. Yeah. Make it. You got uh, a wedding. <laughs> probably <laughs> fucking probably dude tuesday wedding that COVID, at, this, at this rate yeah probably that COVID backlog um what a time what a time how's the bake shop that been treating you this morning dude <laughs> we got um very good not that good but very Can't good me that good we got um we got oktoberfest today this will be a nice tight episode it's nine fifteen. jason bosch our boy Jason Bosch is landing in about 45 to an hour. Take some film. I'll have the leader hosing on. The Fest beer is phenomenal as always. We've got leader pours, and we finally have our first own kitchen for on this day, which has been a really kind of fun. Two German immigrants. <laughs> Not a Native American <laughs> appropriating German food. This is. This is incredible. Um, but in, the in appropriate. All, <laughs> it's good. I've been saying it all week. <laughs> I was going to say the appropriate E becomes the appropriate hall. Uh, you've got the influencer and the influencee, yes. and you've got both both versions of the appropriate. What goes around comes around. Um, but as a, we, we've been joking about it all week because he recently, Joe got some press. Shout out to Chef Joe. Um, been a longtime friend and have worked together for a long time. Um, years ago, but anyway, he got some press for kind of the Native American food, and would it a little bit of what seemed like dialed up press in this environment for the Native American lens, you know? Yeah, the it, people from Res Dogs <laughs> called them yeah, right yeah, after yeah. popping, which has been been funny, but it's been funny to joke about getting that press and and where he's doing the German food. But what's very well, Kyle's, Kyle's whatever German grandma in German is. Yeah. Uh, I guess whatever that one recipe was Rulotted. literally disc- uh, like uh, archival footage shit of like like a might like the dogfish historical beers for real. They found this dusty ass recipe card, <sighs> used Google Translate or something to literally translate the recipe, and 
It's probably pretty great. That's Because everything else I had last night was. Killer. Um, yeah, and shout out to Kyle. Does a phenomenal job. There's only two guys in that kitchen. It's fucking amazing. Did you name everyone? <laughs> it's incredible. But um, shout out to Kyle. It's his grandmother's recipe. He does have German heritage. But the serious part is this is our first time with a kitchen like this in this place to do that. Which is why that you had to make pretzels at your house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, one plus one equals two. It was a time that you get stuck here and you're fucking, um, my fiance, we live apart now, which has taken a lot of adjustment. Separated. She was home when I spent time. <laughs> she, she, was, she was home last night and the, the mise en place went home with me and we baked pretzels together. Um, oh, you, I thought you were solo in your... In your your elf bakery there. We're for most of it. She got home from work. Um, like a little Keebler man. Yeah, yeah, she you came. got the height. She's a good You already ba- have the height oh, ready right. to go. Stop it. <laughs> She's a good baker. But to the very serious note, which I is- I think she used to bake professionally. Has been- She just has a warmness about her. <laughs> she she definitely baked professionally. What's Michael? It's Michael Scott. Oh, hell yeah. Judging a woman on her warmness <laughs> and just baker. Baker. For sure. For sure. Yeah. What excites, as talked about on here, what excites me the most about food and beer and stuff like that is like the storytelling that can happen around it and how it's so inherent to different cultures and and things like that. It's very much where Jeff come, or Joe comes at food through is especially with the Native American aspect. He has a heritage that he feels like has been mis like represented rest like stuff has been stolen that type of thing wait <laughs> a lot has been stolen <laughs> but but really he has he comes at food through this lens of trying to i think almost if i can be if i can get far enough in my career and i can be big enough and i can be successful enough i can bring that entire forgotten thing with me and you have the platform I, that's like his mission yeah. i think through food so to do in Oktoberfest is our first time of kind of, we got the, the kitchen open Memorial Day, get right into summer. There's some Native American dishes there. There's some cool storytelling, but it's very much like figure out how to serve. <laughs> it's more of an operational thing. Yeah. Figure out how to serve these fucking people. Make sure the stuff's consistent. Make sure it gets out at ticket times that, that work. And now you turn that season, it slows down. And this is kind of our first time really getting to dive into that fun part of what we all enjoy most. Um, um, and it'll it's kind of a little warm up for when we do beer dinners and and some of the things that we're going to be doing coming up. And uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Um, a lot of kind of figuring out where this stuff comes from, like in Germany traditionally. Like, what's the stories behind it? Which really primed the pump with Kyle and that roulade dish. Which poor was... people, huge taxes, <laughs> yeah. had to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the but story of every a ton of every it. European dish. My favorite, oh, I think it was Poland back that. But my favorite that got me into this food thing is I. Uh, it was like a chef's table episode back in the day or whatever. But it was like Poland is so known for like their pickled stuff and their canning. Yeah, and you think that's a luxury, bro? And that, well, it was because everybody was at war with them all the yeah, time coming dude. to steal their fucking food. Yeah. So they'd put it underground. They'd can it. Oh, oh. I just those types of things of how stuff comes to be is is kind of my favorite part through it but um it's a lot of fun we go live with it today um in the big sense on the big day but we had it thursday and friday response has been amazing and um shout out to everybody here but shout out to the two of them they fucking two guys in a kitchen getting two crushed all comer and keep, keep showing up keep killing it and i'm so proud of them
I was trying to make a two broke girls reference and nah. nah. No. So the last part of that that brings us to the pretzels <laughs> is they did, did up Thank this you. whole menu. They've got so much Please. cooking going. When our pretzel purveyor, um, who does our, our holla buns, the bankery in Skowhegan, shout out to him. They do a great job. But they last like kind of day of like, mm, no pretzels. And um, I kind of thought it would be, I didn't even want to ask them to do they've already got so much going on from the prep and the cooking standpoint and um when i was in jail for that take year the dough into my own yeah when I, when I was in jail for that year i baked for like six months for like hundreds and hundreds i knew of you would people. bake professionally <laughs> there's a warmness about me <laughs> but yeah there was some weird thing going on with me I've really been trying to tighten up my habits and stuff like that and i almost i started looking forward to kind of getting back into that that thing that i did in jail because I have this sense with a lot of my past that like I was there, but I wasn't present and I didn't like learn shit. And like when I revisit stuff, I've got to relearn all the way from ground zero again. It's crazy we- you weren't super like in the moment <laughs> and just living <laughs> it up when you were just doing the most monotonous baking known to man yeah. incarcerated. But I, I get it. You should really beat yourself up over that because that's a wasted opportunity. But in a real sense, it's part of my mode that I'm really trying to break. I've talked about it, I think, here most. It's most prevalent in the Adobe or like digital stuff. I'll have to watch a YouTube video on how to do a thing every time I go do the thing. I never feel like Until I- Until one time you don't watch the video. That's just so how far, shit goes. So far, That's I'm just not, how shit goes. Yeah, I think it seems like my barrier's big or whatever it is, but I, I just, I'm trying to figure out how to put skills in the toolbox and not have to revisit. But I got excited to bake. I got excited to have this kind of structured thing that I have to do. Bring out the old gruel recipe that I learned. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they came out good. They did not come out consistent between the two batches, which would very much be- be in my way really i really <laughs> my way your first time uh, yeah. commercially baking pretzels yeah but um they taste delicious i'm sure we'll, they're good we'll see i'm gonna i'm gonna it's leave. crazy you told me i had no idea about this but all the auntie annie's pretzels are sourced <laughs> by uh jail jobs they're made in in jails See, all I, of them i can't tell if you're kidding or not but the reality is that would not be surprising whatsoever and you know who actually is right here 30 minutes away bob barker labrie's bakery labrie's bakery buses over is that j- jail buses over inmates from the charleston jail oh you told me that that's yeah. right but so made because right it'd be hard to you know have the auntie annie's equipment in jail you would probably need to go to a place yeah. to do it if you want to make those sweet treats. I think so. For us, it was that you you have like seven employees that the jail pays that oversees a kitchen of jail mates or inmates yep. that then feed everybody in the jail, including the the staff and everyone that's ever eaten an eclair in Maine. <laughs> um, but that's that's, that's how cool. We were doing it there. We were baking for the jail itself. But yeah, so it was who's fun. baking for jail it tonight? Was, and no, all jokes aside, I had a lot of fun with it last night and doing that SOS to try to make them uh, consistent this morning with a third batch. But the um, I understand why some middle-aged women find themselves in in baking. It was fun to just. Well, I think that's a humongous <laughs> blanket I could, statement. I could get canceled for and, that. I mean, but, that was pretty tough. Was, Honestly, um, bakers, I mean, you can be anyone. Bakers be of all kind. I have you a, even seen the bear, dude? Yeah, I have seen the bear. Yeah, yeah. it's a black man, young. Uh, he's am- amazing. But all jokes aside, I did. it was fun to be present last night. And to your point, when I, I posted about it and Jake Hill's 
started hitting me up and That's shout fun. out to Jake. But yeah, it's been fun. Cool. Um, speaking of, and not speaking of, but great transition. Yeah, already. I, I'd be forcing those transitions. Yeah. I'll listen <laughs> Yo, to the episode yeah. and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what would you like to talk about? That was that's my sensory perspective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I get ranting all about myself, the real, um, the most clear thing. You just came back from Yakima. There's a lot there to go into, and, and truly, we haven't done it. Sometimes, you know, we talk and then have to and then do the podcast after it. You know what I mean? But in this, yeah. sense, truly, I haven't talked to you at all about how the trip to, to Yakima was. We're separated too. <laughs> Everybody's running away from me. Yeah. Um, You're running away from everyone, dude. You're just out there running. I am running. Yeah. We'll so see. I've been stationary. That's true. That's true. Uh, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, Yakima. Um, great trip. It was our first time going there in person uh, since. I guess night 2019. I think for, first year was 18, then 19, and then we took the two years. So 20 off. and 21 off, and and, and they now back they to sent them. Thus, they did. It still wasn't as good because there's a you know a lot more you do than just mm-hmm. pick the hops. Um, but so they would send because of COVID and no one could go. They kind of made this modified process, but then this year they announced like. We ain't sending any. Yeah. Um, so we kind of had to jump out there, but I'm super glad we did. Um, just as a quick refresher, uh, I think probably anyone listening after the baking stuff uh, definitely <laughs> is dedicated enough to know what op selection is. Um, and if you're not, the Adam Moses episode. Correct. Um, well, yeah, or you can just listen to this sentence that I'm going to say right now. <laughs> I listen to the Adam Moses app for sure, but... Um, Basically, if if you're up above a certain hops are contracted, mm-hmm. so they're like futures contracts of, um, and for any given year, if depending on who the supplier is, but if you're over a certain quantity for a certain variety, you have the um, opportunity to pick between a, a handful of different crops yeah. or different lots of the mm-hmm. same of the same hop. Um usually you might get like most of the ones we did were were four different um plugs they're called because they're still whole cone and in this little like you know candle sized jar that mm-hmm. um and the the three growing regions that Yakima Chief gets from are are Washington, Idaho and Oregon and it was funny to huh. You don't, you go in blind intentionally. Like, also, I wouldn't know enough to be like, oh, there's Bollinger Farm again. I'm going to love this one or I'm going to hate this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so many farms that contribute to sort of this co op kind of operation of not, probably not co op, but a lot of hops, a lot of growers supply the hops for Yakima totally. and then get, they get, unless you select, they are probably likely to get blended mm-hmm. to a large degree. Um, so, but this year, uh, in the past we've done three and even on the third one that gets tough this year, we had five shout out Ooh. Paul Upham for restructuring. Cause it's definitely like a balancing game where you want to keep your hands with a few different suppliers in case something goes shitty for one. Yep. Um, but also the more, the more you spread out, the less leverage you're going to have with any of them individually so he and then hence the less opportunity you'll have to select 
because gotcha. uh, it's all about having. Is oh, that a year over year thing, or you just mean in one individual year? For every year, like like I think for Yakima Chief, I believe how it works is if you have over five thousand pounds of a single variety Mm -hmm. you can go select Mm -hmm. and then i believe maybe if you have two over five thousand then you can select any op you have contracted with them that's over a thousand because for citroen mosaic and simcoe those were all like over five thousand but then um we also did centennial and chinook yeah um and the Chinook was interesting. That was where we started because we'd never done that one. And uh, yeah, it was it was cool. To, it's, it's crazy you still haven't learned how to turn your phone off. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> it's fucking rude is what it is. It's unreally rude. Um, I have tried. I'm sure it's skipping that hard, but I have tried. I think by, by trying, you pick it up, you look at it, and you put it back down. That's the <laughs> I've gone into the settings. I've gone into I'm the kidding, alerts. Man. I've I, gone into the sound. It's funny, but um, it's haptics. Sounds yeah. and haptics. That's the thing you and do. And it's nice that we'll know it'll happen again in two minutes. Yeah, so no, I, I'll good. be ready. I'll sit um, But yeah, the, those were fun. But yeah, like, I'm not kidding. I'm still, like, fucked up in the nose. Yeah. Um, and so there was three of us there. It was me, Seth, and uh, J.C. Klecko. Three good noses. But, but yeah, we tried to structure it. So it was, we started with Chinook um, just to kind of go somewhere new. I think then we did Centennial because Centennial is definitely the lightest of those five. Gotcha. Then Simcoe and then um, I can't remember Citra or Mosaic. I think Citra and then Mosaic because I – with the feeling that I we know Mosaic the best because I find it it oddly is a little has a, a little bit more of a signature print I'd say than Mosaic. There's two minutes, um, and uh, so yeah. Any, anyway, though, it, we didn't really we weren't thinking about too much. You have to give some feedback as you're doing it too on this like portal thing. Yeah, that's supposed to help the growers make sense. You like yeah, rate. Totally. There's like fifteen categories like caddy diesel, berry, citrus, tropical, whatever, and you rate all of them from zero to 10 on each hop. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of work from doing it even. Yeah. Um, but we we finished that in 80 minutes, which I didn't, that seemed like a long time. You did still. all five of them? Y- yes. So then there's no break in between or anything like I that? I mean, you can like go out, there's like this little stuff. room where you can yeah. just go out and just like, um, they have all the shit that you might uh, kind of like, palette resetter type things they have this chunky salt that you wash your hands and but yeah didn't think much of it then went out to dinner with um they took us out to dinner that night and he said that uh he was like bragging basically that we had for for us that we had done it in that amount of time and then i was like was that fast and he was like dude we had some guys come in uh like Maybe it was even like a few days prior. They selected just just Citra and Citra Cryo, uh. and they took like five hours. <laughs> but I was thinking about it, and, and that just, I can understand falling into that, but man, you're just chasing your tail yeah, after yeah. a certain amount of time. And I think we did a good job as trusting the kind of, First feeling, we had consensus and all the first choices, which is really what matters. Oh, hell yeah. And then for the other ones, 
there's more ambiguity, but you can figure it out and put something on the thing. And how um, much within a given, say, take um, Chinook as an example because you did it first. How much like parody or spread can is there from from lot to lot? And I'm sure that that's different as it is, but can there be like a ton at times? Um, yeah, it, it's it's ranged over the years. Um, not just like upwards, like less less parody or more parody gotcha. as it's gone. Um, that's probably the goal, but that's also why they stress this feedback component so much because b- growers are s- strictly obsessed about the growing. They're they literally need people to tell them how it actually happens in beer. Cause yeah, yeah. you're looking at all these other things of like how, how the, the cones look, how's the, Oh, they fucked told mildew to fuck off this year. <laughs> yeah. Like these are great, yeah, yeah, but they yeah. could be like the weakest, like, totally. you know, cause some like, oil, there's certain indicators like oil generally, uh, oil percentage generally translates to intensity. Yeah. Um, but not always. Cause you could see like, more often than not, we probably picked the highest oil of the four without knowing again. So to that mean when when you go in and you do that, are you generally um, finding yourself or intensity wins in your mind? Or is is that too simple of a of a characterization? If it's true to type, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the sometimes you'll get really intense ones. Simcoe is a good example yeah. where. There's a sort of wide-ish range where Simcoe can kind of play off as, where it can be some people only think of it as caddy. Some get a much more pine thing. To to me, it's really a very much a pine citrus kind of hop. Mm-hmm. Um, medium intensity, just a good old reliable. But like sometimes I've gotten uh, popped lots smelling in the that. You, re- I could definitely confuse for mosaic. Mm-hmm. I like mosaic just objectively better as a hop. Um, I because you can definitely say I like something objectively. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I think it just most people do. It's more just like I say. It has the thumbprint that's a little more. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. it's exotic. It's very unique, and it can be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an example where we actually didn't pick that because a then you run into the thing of can we get this same weird outlier of Simcoe next year probably not. Yeah. So I usually stay away from it for that reason but also you want to know what you you grab a bag of hops from the walk-in 8 months down the road. The whole point is we kind of know what we're getting. Mhm. Um because in, in like a, most some brewers still are like this, but at pretty much when every brewery starts, you're not pulling the weight to even come close to selection. Um, so you're ordering from whoever. You might not even have contracts. So you're just getting spot, like spot from yeah. wherever you go, and so the variance can be crazy, yeah. batch to batch, even. And it's not, and it's not their fault, you know. Totally, um, it's just the way that it is. Yeah, but to that. To that point, yes. Um, I found interesting as listening to other stuff, getting ready for this. If you have, are there instances that you can remember where you've had a moment like that, where, oh, say you have mosaic, you there, there's something maybe a little more intense than usual, or something's really shining there that you really, really like, 
but you're worried about that consistency if it is a little bit of an off thing, not off meaning bad, off just meaning different, that you would like move away from that because you worry that, well, if that's not going to be how the crop is every year, then I shouldn't be getting this to put into the beer now. Do you get yeah, what I'm I mean that Simcoe example happened. It's exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that happened the uh, previous year we had gone out, and uh, yeah, it smelled amazing. It was like, in some ways, the best Simcoe you could say that exactly. I. But, uh, uh, yeah, and this, um, there was a, I think we still did pick the most intense one, but that was that was a debate in Chinook mm-hmm. of. Is the but that's sort of the cool part about doing a new one anyway, though, because we've never I've never smelled four lots of Chinook like that. Yeah. Um. So it almost makes you question what is my true to type in the first place? Uh, kind yeah. of what is the archetype of this? Because you've never had that hands on yeah. experience, other than the um. When you think about when when you get into beer and you 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 understand what hop selection is and you see it it is all the, it's the rubbing, rubbing and the sniffing and it's all in your, Bub, rub, in your and face little sis. and it's an incredibly stupid to say but it's a sensual thing it's a it's, it's a, a sensual delight sensory experience um, real quick dude yeah. can i tell you one thing yeah. that's so odd about sensual delights <laughs> do you know have i told you about these lingerie drive-through coffee shops in Washington and especially Yakima. I didn't know that. I don't think I knew that they were exactly there, but I'm familiar that they're on the West Coast and okay, coffee and babes. It is so weird. So we went as a novelty the first year. Yeah, obviously I'm. So why'd you go? So awkward. (laughs) Um, and I've been like I've never been to a strip club. Yeah, not because I have any moral like qualms with with any of it. If but. I just know I would be so curling up and for my own reasons, not any that. So this was like a microcosm of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it made me be like, yeah, I'm good on the strip clubs, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, it is a stripper. It's someone dressed like a stripper Yeah, and probably might be a stripper. Cause you could work. Those would be two very, you know what um, happens when you synergistic assume, but they jobs. Have, they could, yeah. well, I don't, <laughs> You know, everything's yep. there. Yep. And also, why do you have this item that you're wearing it's, unless you're performing? Yeah. I think it's more likely that whoever the owner of the, the coffee shop sure. is probably also owns strip clubs. But also, <laughs> your normal barista yep. isn't probably down Pro- yep. to wear underwear only yep. alone mm-hmm. in a drive-through yep. <laughs> coffee now, shop. Keeps and they all have these names like like Mulan Brew and like and like um and like uh beautiful grounds and shit like that dude yeah mm. it's so weird so i haven't been don't re- want to go again mm-hmm. but we did cuz i i didn't believe it paul told me the first year and i was like that no yeah. that like that that's not true you don't see him here no and you don't need to see him here i i really don't think you need to see how him here how was the coffee fucking you know it's, Coffee. it's not what it's that's the crazy <laughs> fucking thing yeah it's uh and they all sometimes have these weird sexy names that's what i mean like there's a strip club there's a strip vibe yeah of like if you have like i can't but like uh some are gross some are straight up like disgusting names yeah, yeah. i'm not even gonna say them on can't this say podcast. them on here it's a family, family anyway podcast. i just wanted to mention that it's so fucking weird yeah and uh 
I'm so not, everybody this isn't out a recommendation. There, yeah, so everybody out there, when you go, you to can. Washington, they're out know there. Know that you should stay away from those I, <laughs> and be careful when picking your coffee shops. I'm not even yeah. saying any yeah. of that. I'm just saying it is strange. It yeah. is very strange. It's like an Aroma Joe's, yeah. but not. If the place is called Mulan Brood, don't bring your family there. Yeah, but pick the panic button in there. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like. <laughs> Picture the fucking people that show up there at 5 a.m. Like every morning they go to see a little cleavage cleavage to start the the day. Like there must be some strange and you must be alone. You're literally alone in this. The doors must. I don't know. It seems fucking odd. In many ways. Yeah. Uh, the model doesn't exist. The business doesn't exist because people ain't going. You know what I mean? Right. And there's, no. there's, there's some people like But that. yeah, shout out Mulan Brew and Akama. Yakima. <laughs> um, but Sensual Delights you were talking about. Yeah, you think about that as such a... For, Obviously, you're touching, um, rubbing, rubbing doing it, but smelling. you're not doing that for the. <laughs> you're not doing that to garner a sense of the feel as much as you are to break it up and get at the. Just aroma, break it up, correct? yeah. Just break it up. So it's very much just an aroma experience. Yeah. What I'm curious about where the other senses do matter when you're doing that. Like, start with sight. Like, how much weight are you putting in to the look of what um, these hop cones look like and. When you do look at them, what are you looking for? What are signs of good things? What are signs of bad things? Or does it not matter at all? Yeah, good, very good question. Um, I'm sure as you do this more, it might matter more. But mm-hmm. no matter what, you're gonna that's gonna play into if summer if one hop right next to the other is this vibrant like tr- rainforest green, and the other is just sort of like a unattended yard and yeah, yeah, yeah in may you know like you can't help but notice that no, feel that a little bit but it, it generally i didn't it i saw no correlation personally mm-hmm. which um so it's and then not- also each variety has sort of a different range that it it normally is in color and like cone size, like some hops just have bigger cones than others, and yep. some some are lighter green. Like citrus, a pretty light green hop, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact Yet so big on aroma yes, and right. Flavor. So you could look at it that initially as less appealing, mm-hmm. um, but it yeah, but it is it a really correlate. good question. But it really, I think, is just a smell thing. A is smell really all you got. And, but smell is so taste is dragging on the yeah. coattails of smell at all times so it's almost like you can taste it's not so, har- a hard leap yeah. you know um, um this yeah. is kind of this will be a kind of pretty big open-ended kind of question but just in a general sense i was listening to um, um tony parker from the boneyard on craft beer and brewing um that's what he did after the spurs <laughs> um but it just it had boneyard a, brewing in uh, Bend. Yes, really, a, a guy is really easy to listen to. It had a thing on hot that selection. French accent. This uh, is just nice. Kind of just, uh, um, it's nice. The simple kind of knowledge. Yeah, the real cut and dry, but very very smart. But he was talking about. You think you're going to use flowery language when your brewery is called yeah, Boneyard, exactly. dude? Exactly. But he was talking about a hop like Cascade. And um, the like building a beer or building that hop into his beer, um, I believe it was RPM. 
I think that it was like a, I assume it was a Sierra Nevada joke. I think when you have certain breweries of certain size, like that hop's going to be there. That's that, going to, and it's going to become what Sierra Nevada wants it to be. Exactly. Yes. And so you have this resources behind it. I thought that was a very interesting yeah. point. But, and he was also talking about a hop like that. It's at a, it's a, at a low price per pound that because of that Sierra Nevada thing, there's also more of that experimentation, whatever you're going to, there's always going to be many, many lots to choose from to get to your consistency that you want. Um, and it just got me thinking about, obviously we're not big enough to like dictate those things. You'd, you'd almost be, you could be beholden to things turning the wrong way on you if they do. Are there any hops that we have brewed with that because, um, I don't have a great example, but say if that Vic secret thing stuck around for a while and it just kind of lost favor, lost the energy behind it and and kind of goes away. Are there any hops that we've had to kind of massage or play with because they didn't get enough attention, things like that, because the, the state of the market has moved around on them or the opposite price has gone up too too high, this, that or the third. What is kind of the, the macro movement of hops been like and some of the trends that that you've seen and how it's influenced what we have for hops in our beer. Um, I gave you the open-ended. Yep. Warning. Yep. No. Um, <laughs> first off, I, I would say you see a little bit less of proliferation of new experimental hops when you go. Mm. There used to be. You used to go, and there used to be like eight. Like, oh, this is exp. And they just have like whatever, names, right? Yeah. And I've started feeling a few years ago, just kind of like, okay, like. They're good. We we got to smell two this year. And one, they were both unique. And that was the thing. I'd rather smell two unique ones. Um, still in that new school, like, yeah. you, you know, intense fruit, but uh, both both unique. And like a hop like Sabro shows like that's there's still room to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think there was a lot more being thrown at the wall. A lot of like kind of fruity low alpha stuff that like no one seemed to ever want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I honestly like, uh, why is this here? Sort of like, um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example, like, um, different place, but something like lemon drop from mm -hmm. would be a, a, an example of like, okay, so it's a U.S. grown. So it doesn't have this kind of neo German, noble thing like yeah. a um Huel melon or something like that might mm. have where it's like oh it's new german it's this american hop four and a half percent alpha better than like fuggles or <laughs> well like i like I, we used it but but it and for these reasons but like we didn't use a ton of it and mm -hmm. I didn't see, couldn't really see how anyone was using a ton of it because generally, what I've I've seen if if a hops build is like a big IPA hop, but it's low alpha, jet there's a loose a loose to decent correlation between alpha percentage and total oil. Yeah, um, it's just usually not going to have the punch to hold its own in yeah. like with a mosaic or whatever. Um, so there's that locally. I've seen I've seen um fucking i've lamented this a little bit before but where i'd think we'd have some leverage honestly uh but i think what we were told and i'm not trying to besmirch um the hop yard i don't mean it like that but it was frustrating for me because the two hops that we were buying a ton of like we were buying them pelletized like we were buying as much as we could 
of Sterling and Willamette mm-hmm. gone, <laughs> both gone. <laughs> and it was like you, it was frustrating for me because it was like we have to be one of your biggest customers. Yeah. Like, and uh, but I, yeah, there must, but that's a those hops are also examples on a bigger scale. You can find those, but I think that was also probably in line with what other growers were doing too. It's because the it, market moved away from those hops. Yes, because yeah. they fit this zone where. Most be if you're going to be doing a great for like lager or old world type beers, mm-hmm. but the majority of people brewing those are not going to be using domestic hops. So they're they'd prefer to use totally. noble hops or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, but yeah, I think generally like putting the best foot forward rather than throwing everything at the wall with new varieties being brought to the table. On the whole, it seems like that's happening at a slower clip. But it also yeah. seems like when new ones pop up, they're, they're, the likelihood that they should be paid attention to is they are instantly much higher. Sort well, of. yeah, right. A tier yeah. of, uh, yeah, that, that's, I think, in, in those are the things I've noticed, I think. Uh, when uh, you say, you, do, do you still brew with Lemon Drop? Just to revisit that real quick. To Honestly, I'm not, it, I'm not sure. It's in I Lucky. Since Paul has taken over, like the HopCon, obviously the recipes you. are mine. But like, if um, we have a conversation about hop contracts, like a year ago, it might be like, yeah, it's going to be easier to get rid of just get rid of Lemon Drop, or That's this what- is our last year of Lemon Drop, something like that. I'll say, okay, let's do this instead, yeah. and then forget about it. And so I, got you, <laughs> I think I got we you. use it in a small amount, but it, we certainly have not built any beers around it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, if Hopyard's listening, like <laughs> we would be the Bring biggest Sterling back. buyer. In, uh, and yeah, but uh, in reality, I mean, so we had built still- a beer around those hops. 100%. And now that's directly impacted because we do not have them anymore with wet hop lager being sterling yeah yeah, and then you put a new hop in it and um so so yeah i i i can't remember what the term was i'm I'm not trying to to brag here but (laughs) we were put in the executive customer or whatever it is preferred high-end platinum status yeah we we were given the platinum room yeah and it was had a wicked random name. I think it was Treasure Island. Ooh. But we were put in there, and Adam made note of it subtly, but to let us know yeah. we were preferred. Yeah. So I'm not saying we have a ton of sway, but do platinum status people have no sway? Yeah. I think not. I don't think so. I think not. No. I'm surprised Treasure Island isn't where you went to get your coffee in the morning. I could have probably, yeah, yeah. It more would have been like Blackbeard's booty, yeah. <laughs> Blackbeard's booty bruise. Walk the plank. Yeah, dude, Jesus. Oh, my booty. God, yeah. Get planked at Blackbeard's. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Um, um, in for, terms of, oh, just, what, just in terms of difference, something that winds down for two years because of COVID and, and rocks back up again, were there major differences from the last time? Was it? pretty similar um what was surprising about it it seemed honestly like it had been picked up right where Good. it had left off uh i've complained before like yakima is this bizarre place because i think there's such a huge migrant population mm-hmm. um like most of this work happens in eight weeks 
then these the millions upon millions of dollars of infrastructure literally just sit, sit until the neck until um you know 44 weeks later when they can get fired back up again so naturally there's a lot of it's and it's a great relate seems to be a great relationship for everyone uh, a lot of migrants from i think guatemala and mexico are the two big countries but these guys will come up for like a month um pretty much work around the clock Man. like and then go home and probably maybe find another version of that in california who, who knows yeah, but yeah. um it seems like that system works good they were all complaining the growers about some like new law that had passed in washington about overtime like there was no overtime exemption or something like yeah. that because i think yeah so i'm sure we'll see that in prices honestly yeah. um but yeah, Yakima felt like a little bit better <laughs> than it had before, but it's still an odd place. But you know what, man? It's the House of Cup. The House of and Cup. And that's Cooper Cup. Who's Cooper Cup? The best receiver in Oh, football. of course. Cooper Cup, of yeah. course. Cooper Cup, the why, same thing. Why, yeah. th- did, he, did he play there? Was he born there? Born and, and raised in Yakima. Really? We were a quarter that. mile from his high school, dude. Shout out Davis. And we found out some intel that his mom is a physical therapist, and I think her name was Megan, maybe it was Morgan, I can't remember, (laughs) a nice woman that helped us in the hop selection thing, used to work there. Really? For Mama Cup. Nine, three, two or three degrees of Cooper Cup. Yeah, yep. Um, So anyway... uh, Every, it all made it worth it knowing that Coop himself had been Phenomenal catching guy. balls. Handsome guy, too. Good yeah. Man. Yeah. He's everything. Does man. all us uh, light skinned, light haired people really well, Cooper. He's Cup like has. the Adonis version of you, basically. Yeah. yeah. Calves of Adonis. Yep. Um, and hands of Athena. Nice. I don't know. I, I don't know Something. She, Just yeah. picking a god. <laughs> yeah. She had hands, I think. She had them. Yeah, she had them. <laughs> she, she had to have had them, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's what kind of god is handless? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that, um, oh, at dinner, dude, I don't know what I was thinking, but so we, they took us to the steakhouse, um, lights just as bright as the noon sun in this place. Yeah. Um, so so light, not a lot of mood. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was the beer list. Nothing jumped out at me at first. And, uh, were there, was the breweries from, Obviously, from out there that you don't get access to out here very much, though, at the very least. Yes. Um, and I'll talk about that in a sec. Sure. But um, we, I, nothing jumped out at me. It was a state, it wasn't like a beer focused place anyway. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I don't know where this came from, but I was like, I'll do a gin martini. Ooh. Dude. Gross, first of all. I would agree. But then. The problem was, I'm the guest. Then, like everyone else, orders a gin martini out of like trying to be like, you're not an idiot. You're not a fucking idiot. We love gin martinis. (laughs) (laughs) So four of us are. I didn't say anything because I was just like, whatever. I think I I spilled like half of it anyway. I think maybe subconsciously, intentionally. 
Um, but yeah, so four of us are just like not saying how shitty the gin martini is. Love it. And then, uh, but anyway, I felt like such a fucking dunce. That's what you get for fucking trying to. Why did you what? Uh, I don't know, man. You've just, done that where you just wild card order. I'm a order terrible it. orderer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I I don't know. I never drink cocktails. So I was like, I've had <laughs> martinis in my life before, liked them. Gin's on yeah. the mind from all these stupid beers that we make up here. And I was just like, yeah. Make it dirty, by the way. So the flavor of like sharp fucking gin with just sweaty olive. Oh, it was yeah. What is is a martini dude. literally just vermouth gin and I don't and fucking olives. know. Clearly, is. yeah. Um, I think you're supposed to, vodka but, is smarter. Yeah. Is my point. Like gin you made know. had no place I'm not a martini, in it. Man. Gin had no place in it. I I've had we had, uh we went to some place in New York that we walked through like a phone booth to get in like a true speakeasy place that oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Gartska from Trillium oh, took yeah. us to. Uh, and we had, we all like sessioned martinis there. I've never, ever done that. Those, there was like, these them? were good. Gotcha, gotcha. This was not good, but I don't I, know that I've ever had everyone had to stomach. But that was redeemed um, with this brewery, uh, Single Hill, which I think I just saw an episode of, on beer and brewing but i i hadn't heard of him the other hop rep was speaking singing their praises and their mm-hmm. pills was whew, phenomenal excellent excellent uh, i guess they're a big like fresh shop brewery but this was not that but yeah great beer hell yeah um and single yeah then hill. In single hill Word. yeah and so that's in yakima so the day before what we we flew in what saturday got in at like three or four had that night in seattle Bumped around Seattle the next day, then drove to Yakima, then drove back to Seattle the next morning. Right. Um, How far Yakima to Seattle? It's like Milo to Portland, kind two of. Two and a half? So, yeah, a little south of two and a half. Um, but the, in Seattle, the first uh, of those days, we... Um, uh, so, so weed's like super legal there, has been for a while. And we found out that Sean Kemp, dude, has a weed shop. Good for him. And... This place was crazy, dude. But I went, I, how are you going to be Sean Kemp? Did and you not, you're going to have, let me finish, because yeah. this is, this hurt me a little bit. Do it, do it. You're going to have a weed shop. Yeah. You have, your name is on it, and your silhouette of you dunking the is big, on. He's the yes. legs out. It's like the kind of this dunk yeah. with his more, with the V legs. Uh. Where, uh, but yeah, your silhouette's on the thing. You're using your name to sell the weed. Do Great. It. Good on you. How, how, how are you not going to have Kemp merch yeah. all over the fucking place? Just green and yellow as oh far as the eye God. can see. Fits Dude, right it with bummed weed. me out so bad really? that you couldn't buy anything. Uh. No jersey, no shirt, no fucking socks, nothing. All The closest to a Kemp memorabilia you could get was a... Like an ashtray, uh, like uh, that lit up, like one of those, like that's trash, you know, like food trays you know, for like m- making joints and stuff. We've got to get Cam Bosch and Sean Kemp together, and I think the NBA thread. though, because I think that I think the problem, <laughs> yeah. what it had to be, was that the NBA owns his Sonics shit and all that. Like you know how that game goes. Little I know, but like be, he can be green and yellow. Nobody owns green and yellow. I know. How are you not just going to sell Kemp cannabis yeah, shirts? Kemp That's Kemp. all I was thinking. Because yep. those were those were like shitty Sonic knockoffs yeah. without the logo, of course. Yeah. Um, shout out Jerry West. Um, but had like Kemp 40 or whatever on the back and said what. But yeah, how are you not yeah. going to sell 
you can just be the sh- you can just be selling Kemp and Dice. Yeah. And the weed can just be a supplement. Yeah. You know, I couldn't believe it. it was I was sad. um I pre Allen Iverson for maybe f- there was four years or something there, three to five years. Sean Kemp was my favorite basketball player on planet Earth. I don't know if I ever told you that. You and a lot of other people. Reeboks, I had the shoes, I had the posters, I had the whole thing. There's a picture of his yeah. shoes. And there was his all star jacket encased, but you couldn't buy <laughs> couldn't it. Buy so anything. fuck it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> There's NBA Jam in there, which was also kind of cool to eh, play for free. A, a good one, a, too. In a dispensary? Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, he was like the star, the yeah, jam, cool. dude. Yeah. Um, good for Sean Kemp. Good for Kemp. Somebody um, get him a merch, man. Get him get a quality merch, Get him a fucking merch, man. Merch, man yeah. dude. They had like 80 minions in this place. Like, put someone on t-shirts, goddammit. Yeah. And uh, what else we do? We went to the Mopop. It's like the museum of... It's oddly named. Yeah. It should be called basically like the Nirvana and some other shit museum. Um, but uh, punk. It was called the so it's the Museum of Pop Culture is Word. what Mo Pop gotcha, short gotcha. for. It used to be short for something else though. It used to have a different name that was a way better name. Yeah. So it's sort of like uh, there was maybe six different exhibits set up. Oh, it was all music basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was this hip hop photo kind of. Exhibit, who's, which was actually dope. Who's the hip hop from? Is it national or is it all from that area? That was that was everyone. That was just like Brooklyn word, in the nineties type photos, kind of. Yeah. Um, but it was just there was some really neat photos. Um, but then there was like a Pearl Jam exhibit, not Seattle, but grunge, and so there was like Eddie Vedder's. There was all sorts of memorabilia. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Uh, like song lyrics written, like the original lyrics yeah, on- to shit. Um, so many smash guitars, dude. <laughs> I've never seen so many uh, encased smashed guitars. I can't fucking believe it. Yeah, he did so it again. <laughs> a dope shit on P- Pearl Jam. Um, but then Nirvana and Hendrix are both from Seattle, yep. so they both had big things. Um, and then there was some other kind of bullshit sci-fi thing that was like the only wild card, but mm. it was dope. It was actually a really cool museum. Fuck yeah. Um, and, uh, I had heard so many mixed reviews on it cause I think the name <laughs> people think they're going to see Andy Warhol stuff or yeah. something, you know, that's, I almost think, I almost think the name's too good. I, I'm almost the, I'm, I'm with you on the Kemp It's thing. so ambiguous. Mopop. Pretty, I no, yeah, but bring more pop in. Yeah. Like yeah. and what's I, Mo? That's what I mean. Uh yeah, I do I agree. I the name this... pops off your tongue yep. for sure. But I it's very ambiguous and it is not what the museum held, really. Gotcha. I is what not what I thought. I think pop culture is so wide spanning. Put anything it's, in that put fucking thing. anything in. Exhibit. It's a bubblegum museum. Put Sean Kemp in there. Yeah, put Mo, Kemp in. Mopop. Yeah. Um so there's that, yeah, that was good. Um, and, oh, and then the very last thing, and then I'm done. Pretty shitty travel day coming back. Yeah. On the whole, it was good. Yeah. But just long. We hit traffic. We hit, like, so much construction standstill on the highway, like, where you're just starting to- There's so much construction going on right now. Try going to Washington, brother. Yeah. Yeah, Good luck, dude. Uh, this is the, the only fucking highway that goes east to west. Yeah. Um, and there's standstill on the highway of three lanes. Um, so that wasn't in my plans, you know, and we, I, it was like a home alone situation of getting into the terminal. It was fucking so close. Yeah. 
longest security line I've ever seen not in my good, life. That is not a good Tuesday's feeling. supposed to be a secret good day to travel though. Really? It's supposed to be I the it's, lowest it's yeah. supposed to be the lowest volume I've, I, I heard. I think I, I think only, that's why they did September I know 11th. that because I sh- look for cheap tickets and I think they say the cheapest tickets are on Tuesdays. Right. And that's yeah. kind of what I mean, I guess. Yeah. But I think also September 11th was a Tuesday for that reason, I believe. Uh, the I I mean <laughs> This was deep down in the hole of learning about Tuesday and travel. Down, if you're going to try to take down America, <laughs> let's, get, let's do this thing on a budget. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, no, I think let's do it on where there's less security and shit Makes because sense. it's less vault. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Took a turn. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how we even got and opened that door up and crawled right in. It's a in. fact. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a, yeah. it's a fact about a I terrible like thing. Yeah. Um, uh, oh yeah, so finally back. get home. You lose the three hours, so it's just an Sucks. odd day. Um, yeah, but you're tra- you're flying through the air at 600 miles an hour. It doesn't suck that bad. True. Very lucky. Absolutely. But got back way later than we planned on. So tired. Get off to the the truck, and I'm parked in a new place at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, yeah, there's been this long parking saga of like redoing I see the that. Emails. So now I'm finally in this new spot. Um, that I hate because it's wicked close. I want I I like to do the Rob Todd thing. Get my ass fucking. I park in South Portland. I walk to Portland. Yeah. Um, if I can. Um, so now I'm like in the in this oddly close place. Look like a prick. Yeah. Oh well. If I'm not there, then I can't look like a prick. If mm-hmm. I'm just leaving the car there. Finally, get in the. Oh, I'm so happy to get home. And I do that like. Um, Peel backwards thing, no look. Um, and I'm not mad. Like I'm not. I'm just cranky. Just but I'm just cranky at this time. But not at anyone. Not at anything. Just I'm ready to be home. Yeah, baby. And uh, then, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? I. It sounds my first instinct this is like, how is there a car earth. behind yeah, me? Yeah. How was? How did I hit a car? Yeah. Um, but it's better. I hit a telephone pole. And just kind of really fucked up, like, the back corner of my truck works fine and whatever. So I just kind of shook my head and, and left. But, um, dude, if there was any police officer yeah. that had witnessed that, yeah. a guy get dropped off in a car, like, wave kind of angrily, get in the car, do nothing but do that. I'd be in jail right now. They wouldn't have breathalyzed me. They would have been like, this man is drunk. And I was sober as a judge, like truly sober as a judge. I was just tired and kind of cranked. Yeah. Um, So, but if to the outside observer, it had to have been such a drunk driving thing to have done to hit this telephone pole (laughs) right behind behind me at as hard of a speed as I could create in like five feet of backing up and then um yeah it was so bad but uh i'll need to figure out how that gets fixed if anyone knows any good collision repair shout it out hit him up hit him up locals Um, only please just a tiny aside you told me the story when you landed yesterday um and i didn't think about it then i was this close when you said someone fucking hit and run you didn't they i was like i get a lot of sympathy out of that couldn't (laughs) i but then i was like 
someone will know about the scratches and be able to tell like no no you hit a stationary piece of wood (laughs) um but i didn't think about it when you told that story yesterday i was just laughing in my head as you told this story because you as you went in on hating the parking space i was down in portland a couple times this week and was in the like in the bissell brothers thing and did because your car was parked there so long being on the trip, I did take note of where your car was. You knew I, what was going to happen. I, no, I did say to myself, like, just kind of, that's awfully close, nice parking spot. You know what I mean? Well, I tried uh, to tuck myself in ball, yeah, because I'm spot. getting there, going to be, so I'm going to try to get in an inconvenient place yeah. um, to be out of the way. It's, and goddamn, did just, my fucking, did whatever that is backfire on me. It's just funny I noted it. Yeah, a text wouldn't have been the worst thing. <laughs> hey, hey, just <laughs> just have a weird feeling here. Thought we were friends. There bro. is. A I thought we were fucking friends, dude. On that note, I have got to put on some lederhosen. Yep, I got to put on the forklift extensions, move um, some punchins, add some it. fruit. Yeah, baby. So I'm three baying you. You three bay me. All right. Um, let's go. Well, there was that hip hop exhibit. I know you're always good for it. So you pair three rappers, and I'm going to give you three brands of pretzel. Three brands of pretzel. Yes. Mm. Um, we got the Schneiders of Hanover, just the little sticks, mm-hmm. the pretzel sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go with um, we'll go with a shilling pretzel, Ooh, fantastic yeah, pretzel. Yeah. We'll go with the shilling pretzel. And the, probably what you were trying to emulate, and no offense, but probably failed. If you're trying to make Oktoberfest pretzels <laughs> your first pretzel. time, you're not going to make a shilling pretzel. No. I made pretzel sticks. I didn't even do the twist oh, okay. or nothing. Cool. Good, cool. Um, but cool. I got it was a Grant Akats. That's flying within your limits. It was a Grant Akats recipe off the internet with the uh, the Alinea guy. Um, so I thought, ooh, we'll take the, the great- That guy can't even taste. Why would you trust him? <laughs> Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> One fucking loser can't even taste. <laughs> um, I think he got him back. But yeah, you take great chef, none of the twisted. Keep it. It's a nice way to marry. I'll tell you what. If I went to Alinea and was served a fucking straight pretzel <laughs> rod, yeah. I would be fuming, dude. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, the shilling pretzel, Schneider's stick, and then we'll go with a. Um, on Auntie Annie's, uh, the mall buttery ass yeah. fucking grease pit of yeah. a pretzel. So, I'm going to start there. Um, I'm so good at three bay, dude. Young Maddie. I'm sorry, but... Young Maddie. Young... You're so good at being humble. Living Bringing in, yourself into it right away. Living in com- commercial America. Loving himself a Living in America. Loving a Cinnabon yeah. and Auntie Anne's. Spending that time lurking at Just, the mall. Well, truly, there were few things that made me happy. I'm lurking. Yeah. They called me they called me and my friends on the football team mall lifters. We were the best players on the team. Mall rats was taken. But we would go lift. Thanks, Jason Lee. We would lift for like a half hour and just go walk around the mall with no money. Was there a gym there? Um, oh, but we our, our high school was like right neck. You could walk to the mall uh-huh. within like five ten minutes. Mall lifter, someone could have done better. It's with a, that you name. could have a, but we did we did that like for a few summers. We we would just walk around the mall. Um, big fan of Auntie Anne's. Letting so, your so musk much. just 
So, Not even showering, just you know, letting the musk. Nobody, fly. everybody was afraid of somebody judging their dick. No, I, that's. I was always afraid. I remember being afraid going from like eighth grade to high school because you watch like movies and stuff, and then like, you see huge dicks. Like, oh, no, well, you just like, oh my god, you pretty much just go there and shower all the time. Yeah, like, everyone's you're, showering. You're I guess high school is like, just showering every five minutes. Like you go to first period shower, <laughs> shower, period, shower, history scared shower, to, scared to death. Maybe oh, I'll bring my baby. Eat your suit. lunch, shower. shower. Um. Not the case. I don't think I showered once in that goddamn place. No. But um, so absolute, um, these days not so much, but in those days absolutely loved me and Auntie Anne's. And I will- um, So GMC is Auntie Anne's? No. I oh. will go with a rapper that I loved in that day that I just don't like anymore. No great big reason. Talib Kweli. Um, well, I'm just going to add yeah. one thing to this answer. Yeah. If you're going to tell me that you wouldn't like an Auntie Anne's right now, <laughs> you're a fucking That's, idiot. I would prefer a shilling pretzel. You know what I'm saying? Fair. In this fair. day and age, grown fair, up a little fair, bit. Fair, fair, fair. Well, I've seen some things. Touche, my you know, friend. I'm touché, growing. I'm touché. learning about the world. I'm learning about how this thing works. Touche. And I would prefer to go to pret to shilling and support most deaf. <laughs> I think he's got more mastery. I think because they're kind of contemporaries, right? Yeah, they they were in together back then. I like them both, but Talib, there's just something about his voice and his way. He does a podcast. He's very smart. It's just not me. He's yeah. he's kind of too radical, might be a word. Just the way he does things. Most deaf Don't was say radical. most deaf just right. say something else. He's just too. Kind of, I just his voice just isn't for me. His uh-huh. his way is very he's aggressive, very Brook, like thick Queens Brooklyn. He's right? aggressive about his ideas. They're good ideas, and he's smart. But most deaf was just for me. Um, they're both artists, but it's in the name, most deaf. Been you do- take it easy. You say most deaf. Yeah, he's smooth. He's I um in the crossword I'm working on. I'm just gonna give you a little yep sneak preview. Yep. One of the answers is probably going to be most ref. Ooh, most ref. And that's ref. because of how you had to fit something in, but yeah, I thought man, it worked. Whatever works for <laughs> yes, you, man. Yes, I thought it worked. Most ref. Um, yeah, so that works for those two. And then we've got Schneider's. It's nothing like a real pretzel experience. It's in a bag. It's da, da, da. I will. It's great with spicy must. I mean, they're good. They're fine. And they get the job done. And they're nothing. They laid the pretzel foundation, yeah. dude. Do you think Schilling? Would be making their pretzels if Schneider's sure. of Hanover I can only hasn't speak shown to up. What I know right now, and that's a bag sitting on a sitting on any shelf that you any, find. Any anywhere. shelf you have ever, <laughs> ever seen, seen has, Schneider's has Schneider's of Hanover. So I am going to give that to any rapper that has ever been featured on a Florida Georgia Line song. Can Name some Schneider's. Ah, uh, Nelly. Was in there. I think <laughs> Ludacris is in there. They've got has-beens. skills. They got chops. They, but they it's, it's a, is it all has been? Yeah, they're just you can find them on any shelf in America. Did they bring Mace back? <laughs> I did. Mace is in trouble right now wow. for something he did. Tough time. God did. Um, I think he like screwed somebody or something. But um, yeah, anybody who's ever been on a Florida Georgia line, you can find them on all the shelves. Little Nas doesn't mean they're bad. Little Nas doesn't mean they're terrible. Um, the gay man. He has to right. I don't know if you he think. does, but he has to have a I'd like to him. know country artists he hasn't featured exactly. for is more what I'm asking. Well, yep, that's what I got. Most, cool. most for Schilling, Talib for Auntie, and and uh, any rapper that's been featured on a Florida Georgia Line sign. That is probably Schneider's the tightest range of answers you've ever given. Yeah. But you gotta get these frankly, the rationale per- impeccable. Yep. 
You got to get my leader hose on. Get the hose in. Appreciate you, man. I'm in the mood to be slow and careful.